Lift your hands. He's here. He's here. <laughs> Come like a mighty wind, breath of God. Breathe on your people. Healed, 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 healed. Come on for a minute, surrender everything to him. Jesus, I give you praise. I give you praise. Time has come, church, for the King of Glory to enter in. No more programs. We just want Him. We just want You, Lord. And I ask you, those who yielded and surrendered, shake them to their cause this morning. Let their lives never be the same again. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I give you glory, Lord. This is your service. Come and do whatever you want to do. My Father, as I stretch my hands towards the seats, I ask you, Touch everyone. Flow like a mighty, mighty, mighty river in this place. And let the anointing on my life, let it, let it become a sign that God is in this place. And destroy every yoke, every bondage, every fear, every addiction, every burden, every sickness, every lack. In Jesus' name. And I know, Lord, today the power of God is going to fall in this house. So prepare our hearts for the kingdom of God is not just in word but in power. Let that power come forth in the name of Jesus. I want you to, before we're going to move on to the next, as your eyes is closed, I want you to make or prepare your heart for what God is about to do next. God will do nothing. Unless you want it. God will do nothing. He will not force himself on any man or any woman. He will only do what you allow him to do. So prepare your heart for what God is about to do this morning. I know him. I know his voice. 
And he's about to do something tremendous. So get ready, get ready, get ready. So Lord, we are ready. Have your way. Have your mighty way. We ask as a church, move sovereignly. This morning, we forget about time. We forget about ourselves. We say, Lord, we are hungry and thirsty for you. And I know that you are lingering. There's a lingering of your glory here. And I thank you for this. In Jesus' mighty name. The people of God said amen and amen. Come on, give Jesus a great shout of praise. Come on. Come on, you can do better than that. Can we give him praise in this house? Tell your neighbor, the king is here. Say it again, the king is here. Last weekend I was speaking on the kingdom of heaven as I believe that the Lord has given me a mandate to minister on the kingdom of God and I'm going to check how long I'm going to do it. As long as the Holy Spirit allows us, um, I want to just start off by saying that God is good and He's only good. Okay. Four of you that believe that. I said, God is good and only good. So today, Faith City is six years old. It's like a child that's six years old. Still small, still young, but God is good. That's all that matters. God is tremendously good. I want people to take a lot of notes today. Very important. Because you need to go home and study it again. And remind yourself constantly about what the Word of God says. Now, I want to speak to, I hope I speak to every single one of you today, because my heart's desire is that God's people get out of debt, get out of financial burdens, get out of sickness, get out of disease. If you're in this church and you say, I hate the prosperity gospel, then you're in the wrong church. I hate the poverty gospel. I hate the poverty gospel with everything in me. I see poverty everywhere. I see it on the street corners. I see how it has destroyed family homes. I've seen how children have suffered because of poverty in the house. But I thank God that there's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I thank God there's a kingdom that rules and reigns supreme. I'm in the wrong church this morning. Where's the people that is excited about the word of God? (coughs) I'm part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the world looks like. We have... The mandate of God Almighty. Now, I thank God. I thank God for His Word that cannot change and it will never change. Look at your Bible. If you have your Bible here, pick it up. This is the Constitution of God Almighty. The American Constitution starts with, we the people. But the Gospel of the Kingdom, the Kingdom's Constitution starts with, God Almighty. Say Amen. So the earthly, we the people, God's word, God Almighty. Say amen. Amen. Now I want to show you something as we are about to receive the the tithes and the offering this morning. I want to read you a scripture in the book of 2 Corinthians 9. Say say with me, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Now write this down. I'm, I'm giving you this word. Mark my words. The Lord is releasing abundance of finances. To the givers in this hour. Let me say that again. The Lord is giving abundance of finances to the givers in this hour. 
Now, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching on the kingdom of God. The, the world teaches you to save, put aside. Hello? But what God is saying, God's structure in His kingdom is much different than those of the world. You go to the bank. I've seen this person in my own life. If you have a million rand and you invest it in the bank, you get roughly seven, eight thousand rand a month on a million rand investment. I've seen myself how you invest a million rand in the kingdom of God and God gives you 24 million in return. I sold a million rand. God gave us the, this property, which is worth 24 million. I could have taken that money, invested in a bank, get 7,000 rand a month, or I can do it God's way. Now, I'm going to teach you some stuff. And if you don't, if you don't believe in giving, please, I'm not begging you to give. Keep, stay poor. Stay defeated in your finances. I'm speaking to the lovers of God. Because if you're a lover of God, you're a giver. You're a sower. Where's the lovers of God at this morning, by the way? So listen to this. It says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly, not of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. In other words, if you feel like somebody makes you to give, don't give. If it breaks your heart to give, don't give. God loves a what? Eh? What does it mean? It means that you're so happy to give your money away. Amen? Why is that? Because God is your source. Not source, not the IRS, not your job, not your business. God Almighty is my source. The King of the ages is my source. So when I give, I'm what? Cheerful to give. Now, can I, can I go on? Verse 10. Now, May he who supplies seed to the sower and bread to the eater, or bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruit of your righteousness. Now let me explain something to you. God does not give bread. God gives seed. People pray, Lord, give me bread. If God gives you bread, tomorrow you die. If God gives you seed, you will live forever. What do you mean, Vessel, when, when, when Elijah came to a woman? He said, give me something to eat. She says, I've got bread to eat, and then I'm dead. This will be my last meal. What did Elijah say? Turn your bread into seed. Bread is the result of seed. If there's no seed, there's no bread. Let me ask you a question. What came, what came first, the bread or the seed? I can't hear you. Can I hear that again? So in other words, what you're telling me right now is without the seed, there's no bread. Absolutely. So God does not give bread. God gives seed. So what do you mean that God doesn't give bread? Let me tell you something. You'll see this in this hour, that the non-givers will not have bread. The non-givers will have to look to the governments. We'll have to look to handouts. But the givers of God will look to the king of the kingdom. And he will supply seed to the sower. So in other words, if you don't have bread to eat, don't say, Lord, please give me bread. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, please give me seed. Because if I have seed, I will always have to eat. Can you say amen? I'm telling you this right now. I'm not, I'm not just preaching this. I'm living this. I love everything that I do. I do by faith. Wherever I go, I go by faith. Whatever I eat, I eat by faith. So I know exactly what, it, what I'm talking about, what seed can produce. Bread is the result of seed. Say amen. amen. So you can eat bread and die, 
or you can sow seed and eat forever. Can I tell you something else? When you are down to your last, turn it into your seed. Are you following what I'm saying? If you're down to your last, turn it into a seed. Now, it goes on to say, he may, he may, may he supply seed to the sower, bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriching everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving for us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgiving to God. Can I stop there? I don't want to sow because he eats Kentucky. Do you know the Bible says you have to supply the Kentucky? <laughs> the seeds that is sown supplies the needs of the saints. Say hallelujah. If the church can just get away from this normal natural mentality to kingdom mentality, everything will be different. Kingdom mentality says this. Kingdom, the kingdom of God says this, that the, 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 the sinner of the world must gather up and he must heap. And do you know why? For the righteous. Do you know that the Bible says that God will take from the unrighteous and give it to the righteous? Can I preach to somebody? Did you know that the Bible says, my Bible, the kingdom of God says that both wealth and riches shall be in the house of the righteous. The Bible says if you live holy, God shall bless you abundantly above all things. So God's kingdom says the sinner of the world must gather and they must heap. But the kingdom of God says our, the righteous people never have to gather, never have to heap up. You sow and you that's God's word. I want to break, and I pray the Holy Spirit will help me this morning, break every single mentality and limitation that you have placed on God, that you have placed on God's kingdom. Come on, I pray in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will smack your mind today and that something will change in your life. Say amen. So if, for those of you that loves to give, I am asking all the cheerful givers to go, come and break records this morning. So what did you just say? Stop sowing what you used to sow and break records. Say, Lord, I'm part of the kingdom that cannot be shaken. And I'm giving my best to the Lord. So if you want to give your best to the Lord, there's buckets in the front. The blue bucket is for the world. Very soon I'm going to Australia. If you have family in Australia, let them know we are coming. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully very first quarter of um, 2024. Brown buckets is for the church. Do you have details on the screen? Thank you. It's like.
I want us to do something today. I want us to stand to our feet quickly. Everybody that sowed a seed right now, I want you to lift your hands to heaven and thank God that he gave you seed to sow. Because you have seed to sow, you will have bread to eat. God cannot lie. His word cannot lie. So I want you to declare with me right now, declare this in your heart. Say with me right now that because I'm a sower, God will abundantly bless me financially in Jesus' name. So I want you to declare with me, money, I call you forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a shout of praise. Now, I want to get to, I want to, get to this and I want people to, to take some notes, if you would. I, I think that what happens is a lot of times when people grow up, they grow up in a household, and that household is basically an effect of how your parents grew up. So let me explain something. A lot of people that sit here today come up through, uh, in a house that your parents has been greedy, selfish. Come on, why is it so quiet now? They had this whole poverty mentality. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There's always money for alcohol, but never for food. Wave at me if you know what I'm talking about. There's always money for alcohol, but never for the necessities of a house. It's funny enough, when, when it's time for alcohol, there's always money. So you grow up, your, your, your dad had this mentality that everything must be cheap. And if it's broken, you have to fix it. There's never more than enough. There's always just indoctrinated one day you're going to grow up and you're going to get a job and you're just going to pay your bills i don't many of you know what i'm talking about wave at me right now but it's absolutely not kingdom basically what's instilled in your heart and in your life is survival it's, it's, it's quiet i'm preaching better than you shouting right now they, they've instilled this in your heart it's just you just have to survive it's just have to have the bare minimum pay your bills and shut up and then it's christmas again and before you know it, life has passed you by and you've never achieved anything. The only thing that you've been doing was you were working for the man. You've been paying your taxes. They all smile and you have nothing. And your children grows up in that house because your daddy taught you that, you know, you have to be happy and content with what you have. And what do you do with your kids? You teach them the same ways. There's not more in life. This is the only thing in life, the square box. There's nothing more than that. And do you know what happens? A whole generation is messed up. I grew up in churches, my goodness gracious, where you've been taught to be poor. The pastors were poor. They didn't have their own cars, didn't have their own houses. They had to stay in the, in the church home. And when the church is fed up with the pastor, he kicks, they kick him out with his children on the street and on to the next. And the pastor never breaks through a dimension of more than enough. Well, I am here this morning to break every, every yoke that has been placed on your mind. Every limitation. I want to break that off your life today. In the name of Jesus Christ. I, I declare this. You will no longer from this morning think like a beggar. Come on. Uh, you will no longer think like 
your daddy has fought and your mama has lived, you will live over and above because the Lord is your shepherd and you shall lack nothing. If you don't like this message, I think that the gates is still open. You can run now. Religion has done you wrong. Religion has taught you that you can have nothing, you can be nothing. But I thank God relationship and the kingdom of God teaches me whatever I ask for, believing that I can receive it, it is already mine. Say hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Well, when the Lord created Adam and Eve, do you know what the scripture says? He placed them in the Garden of Eden. I said some stuff last week that I'm going to have to say again so that you can stay with me on course. Because 2024 is going to be the year for where God will release faith for the impossible. How many of you believe that? By the end of 2024, you're going to say, look what the Lord has done. Look what God has done for me in my house. Come on, I feel like preaching in this place. I, I want to declare over your hands, wherever you put your hand, you shall prosper from this day onwards. Wherever you put your foot, it is yours to keep in Jesus' name. Come on, every, every attack on your life shall disappear supernaturally. Hallelujah. Because you are from a kingdom that cannot be shaken. You serve a God in heaven that's got more than enough. And if you don't like prosperity, then go to hell where there's no prosperity. But heaven is filthy rich. God is against money. If God is against money, why are we walking on streets of gold in heaven? Not on asphalt, not on, not on gravel, not on concrete, but on gold. Don't allow, before I'm going to get there, don't allow negative people to tell you what God can and cannot do. I've seen too much. I've heard too much. Come on. Nobody can talk me out of a God that supplies all of my need. Look at your neighbor right now and say, neighbor, he's talking to you. Your, my God shall supply all of my needs. We put him in the garden. The Bible says this. Look at this. Can we get it on Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26? Genesis chapter 1, 26. He says, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Over every creeping thing that ever creeps on the earth. If you look at what God says, let us make man in our image. It speaks about God says, let us make man with the nature like us. With the same character. Man slips up every day. Most people don't have the character of God. But when God created man, that was his plan. His plan was to make man in his image, to walk in his character, to walk with his nature. So when God placed him on the earth, the word says that God gave him dominion. Say dominion. dominion. Now help me Jesus, because the word dominion in Hebrew is called mamlakak. That's a Hebrew word, mamlakak. Mamlakak means Dominion. It does not mean what you think it means. It means kingdom. Mamlakak, it's Hebrew, all right? The word dominion in Hebrew is mamlakak, and it means kingdom. Say kingdom. So what did the Lord say? He made him in his image, in his likeness, and gave him to rule over the kingdom. Be quiet now. The way the word says dominion, what God is saying, now let me read this to you in, 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 in the right translation now. So he says, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. In other words, God said, let us make man in our image, with our nature, with our character. Hallelujah. According to our likeness, let him have 
kingdom over all the earth. So what God was, has was been doing with Adam and Eve, he placed them and he says now, you are the king in the kingdom. And your job is to rule and to reign. Listen to me somebody. God didn't just place you on the earth to worship him. Worship is relationship. But God also placed you on the earth to rule. And rulership is your mandate. Are you following me? Worship is relationship, but rulership is mandate. The reason why the world is nuts is because the church don't know the kingdom authority. The church doesn't understand who God is. I want you to listen to me. I refuse to allow people that does not walk with God to tell me that God cannot heal. I refuse to listen to people that have no relationship with the Lord to tell me that God doesn't prosper people. Please shut up. I'm not allowing people to talk me out of a living God to take care of his own. And by the way, religion has taught you that he's far away. But kingdom taught me that I am a son of the most high God. I am royalty. My father is the king. I understand why people don't believe that God blesses them. Because they are bad parents. Oh, did you just say that? Yes, I did. Because you look at the father like you are. You don't supply for your own children. Everything is too expensive for your own kids. You serve mammon and then you think that God is the same way. God the father is generous. God the father is a supplier. He takes care of his children. I promise you this, the minute you have a revelation of who the Father is, everything changes in you. When I started seeing that He's generous, that He's loving, He's kind, He's merciful, compassionate, and He gives me far above what I can ever imagine. Listen to me right now. God does not bless me just based on my merits. God blesses me because He's a good God. And when you are a father, that's exactly the way that you operate with your children. Woo. Don't spoil your children. Tell that to God. Lord, stop spoiling me, please. Nobody will say that. In actual fact, I walk into my prayer room and say, Father, I thank you. Today, you're going to spoil me. Say glory to the Lamb. Are you still here today? So God said to him, rule over a kingdom. Say kingdom. Come on, you can do better than that. Now, I told you last week that a kingdom is not a democracy. A democracy... Is basically people's votes. So in other words, you vote stuff into power, into law. But a kingdom, the king makes the laws. Why do you think Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say? Because he's the king. Now let me explain something to you. If, if Jesus says, for instance, that alcohol is sin, we as a church cannot get a group to vote together and say, well, according to us, it's still okay to drink wine, just do it moderately. Okay, let me, let me help you explain. We can't take the church and say, we're going to vote. We, we can marry gay people and start a gay church. That's a democracy. That's not the kingdom. God's kingdom is much different than a democracy. In God's kingdom, he says male and female. He doesn't say, do whatever you please. Oh, come on, it's, it's, it's quiet right now in this place. This is what you have to understand. In a kingdom, we follow the laws of the king. In a democracy, the people vote. But one day when you stand, you're not going to stand in front of a democracy to be judged. You're going to stand before the king of kings and the lord of lords. 
Shout glory if you hear. So you, you, you're getting this. In a democracy, is what we vote into power. In a democracy, we vote our leader in. In a kingdom, the king selects his citizens. Oh, are you getting this? This is why not everybody is coming to the kingdom because the Bible says Jesus saw the intent of their hearts and he could not commit himself to them. In other words, God didn't choose them to be part of his kingdom. Not because he's bad, because people don't want to submit their lives to him. And God is not in a democracy. Shout hallelujah. So let me tell you something. Religion, every time religion will do this, religion will give you an opportunity to vote your way. In other words, we vote that a, a, a homosexual man can run the church because we voted it in. That's a democracy. By the way, that's religion. Homosexual churches is not from the kingdom. Homosexual churches is a religion. Oh, it's quiet now. Because man voted them in. People that preaches the gospel, that drink is not of the kingdom. They are in a religion because it's voted in that you can do that. But you have to do it moderately. But my kingdom says that even if you look upon it, you'll go to hell. Are you understanding what a kingdom is? A kingdom belongs to the king. In a democracy, everything is yours. You work for everything. It's just yours, yours, yours. But the way you accumulate the blessing is the way you're going to have to keep it. Okay, let me explain to you. So you, in your mindset, thinks that the, the harder you work, the more you receive, right? That's how you're going to have to keep your blessing. The day will come when you can no longer work. You're old. Suddenly you struggle financially, you don't know why. It's because you don't have the strength to do the work no more. Because in your mindset, your hard work has brought the blessing. Now please don't get me wrong. The Bible says if a man doesn't work, he won't eat. I understand that. But the kingdom says, you shall remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. The kingdom of God says the blessing of the Lord makes a man rich. And he adds, no what? Sorrow to it. So in the kingdom, my job is not to work myself dead. My job is to serve the king faithfully, do what his word says. Come on, follow the law of God and his commandments, and he will take care of me. Again, don't say this to people, especially not in South Africa. Don't tell them to sow. Well, don't sow. But I promise you, your money will have an end to it. You're going to run out of money. I, I give you my word. Everything is so expensive. Go to the shop and buy eggs. Broke. Poof. Amen? <laughs> People see chickens, they want to harass them. Give me your eggs. Because the eggs are so expensive. But when you work in the kingdom, okay. So... Let me, let me explain something to you that, I, that I've seen tremendously. I've heard this. This is absolutely powerful. Have you thought to yourself, why did Jesus come the minute he came? Why did he come only 400 years after Adam? So Adam fell into sin. Between Adam and Christ, there was different kingdoms running the earth. Now every single kingdom has done this. They would subdue a nation. Subdue its people. 
Take that people out of their, their own land, take them to their country, and make them slaves. Okay, let me explain. What did Pharaoh do with Israel? He took them from Israel, took them to Egypt, make them slaves. All right, that's what they did. That's what all the kingdoms has done. But not the Romans. Not the Romans. Say amen. Why not the Romans? Why not the Romans? Think about this now. So here's the thing. They, the, what the Romans has done is much different than what Egypt has done and what all the other kingdoms in between has done. So what the Romans would have done is the following. The Romans would subdue a country. They would not uproot its citizens. They will keep them in their own country. But they will send a governor from Rome to rule, to govern that nation and to make it look like Rome. Okay, let me, uh, I'm losing people right now. So can I, can I just quickly say this again? Okay, so, so Jesus came 4,000 years after Adam. Do you understand this? And then from, from where Jesus was until now is more than 2,000 years. So we are basically entering into the 7,000 year from Adam. By the way, a 1,000 years is a day, and a day is like a 1,000 years. This means that we are entering the seventh day of humanity. What did God do on the seventh day? He rested from His work, right? It's in the seventh day where the church shall be raptured. So let me explain this to you again. God placed Adam and Eve. I'm going to ask questions afterwards. So you, you have to, I don't want you to miss this. Because if you miss this, you're going to miss everything. You're going to understand what kingdom is all about. God placed Adam and Eve to run a kingdom on the earth as kings. Have you noticed God didn't tell, when he made Adam, he didn't tell him work. He didn't say take care of yourself. He placed him in a garden, in a kingdom with abundance. It's when Adam sinned, when God said to him, now you're going to have to work. Now it's going to be, it's going to be hard for you right now. So every kingdom after that came up after Adam, this is how they operated. They came into a country. So let me explain it in English. They came to South Africa. England came to South Africa. They subdued the people. They would take them out of South Africa, take them to England, and make them slaves there. That's what Egypt has done. Went to, e went to Israel, took the people of God, took them back to Egypt, make them slaves. Every single one has done that. But God was waiting for a people that will understand kingdom authority. What happened? Now the Romans came from Italy. So the Romans came to South Africa. They subdued the people, but they did not remove the people from South Africa. They kept the people in South Africa. But what they did was they went back to Rome, brought a governor to rule the territory of South Africa. So the people in South Africa seems like they are in Rome. When the Lord saw there's a people that understand kingdom authority, He sent His son Jesus. Because now God wanted us to go back to the original plan. In other words, let me explain this to you. So what God was doing, He sent me, He sent you from His kingdom to subdue South Africa. Not to take people into slavery, but to act as a governor, to act as an ambassador in this earth. In other words, when the people in South Africa walks out, it looks like heaven. Are you following me? That's what it's all about. Understanding the kingdom is what the Lord was basically saying. 
Now people has an understanding about how the kingdom operates. How many of you realize that the Roman soldier, the man that was called a centurion, he was not in a relationship with God, but he came to Jesus. And he said, I've got a servant sick at home. Then he said, Jesus said, I'll come to your house. And he stopped him. He says, don't come to my house. I'm also a man under authority. Now, you don't understand this. He saw Jesus. He had to realize this man is an authority. This man is a ruler. He says, you don't have to come to my house. Do you know why? Because if I tell a soldier to come, he must come. If I tell the soldier to go, he must go. So if you just speak the word. Hallelujah. What if you just speak the word, my servant shall be made whole. Jesus says, I have not found this kind of faith even in Israel. This man was a Roman. This man was not born again. He didn't know God personally. He just knew authority. He knew how to operate a kingdom and how to operate it with authority. Let me tell you what the church do today. They don't like to submit under authority. They just want to move in authority. You can't cast out devils unless you are under authority. That's how kingdom works. You have to be. This is why the man says, I'm also a man under authority. I understand authority. Shout glory if you're still awake. So let me explain something to you. When the Lord saw the Roman kingdom, basically he saw it was very similar to the kingdom of God. Very similar to how God operates things in this world. So they kept their headquarters in Rome, but they ruled the whole wide world. Think about that. For about, I think about 200 years, they've ruled the world. And their headquarters were in Rome. Now, follow me. The ambassador, the governor that rules Israel came from Rome. Are you following me? But when he makes a law, when he, or let, let me rather rephrase this in this way, when he enforced his authority, he did not have to go back to the headquarters. He enforced his power right there and then because Rome's headquarters gave him the authority, the full authority to act like its government. So this is why the Bible says, now how many of you understand what I just said? Wave at me. If you don't understand, I'll explain it again. So most of you understand this. So the kingdom of God is this. It's not God taking people out and making them slaves. It's God sending his governors, his ambassadors to territories to change the atmosphere so that that territory no longer looks like that territory, but that territory looks like heaven. It feels like heaven. The will of God on, in heaven is the will of God on the earth. How many of you believe that there's lack in heaven? Wave at me. How many of you believe that there's sickness in heaven? Wave at me. If you believe that heaven is poor, wave at me quickly. So why do you, why do you take it on the earth? The Lord says, on the earth as it is in heaven. Shout yes if you're still here. So if you don't have your healing, if you don't have your prosperity, something is wrong. Then we have to go back to the word of God. Lord, where did I mix it up? It's your mind. Because you grew up in an in a environment that told you that you, you can't have more than what you need. I'm not teaching you greed. What I am, I'm not teaching you to love money. 
But what I'm teaching you, it is stupid to come from a kingdom that's got no lack, and you represent this kingdom with lack, with sickness, with despair, with, with depression. So basically, why is people in poverty as Christians? Simple. They do not sow. They're non-givers. That's, that's it. God's kingdom work in this way. Seed can only produce after its own kind. I want to help you this morning. I, I pray that you will follow me. Paul says now I'm an ambassador of Christ. So an ambassador is one of the highest rankings in government. So what an ambassador is, basically, the president says to the ambassador, you've got the whole nation's authority on your shoulders, and you represent our nation somewhere else, in a different location. So in other words, the American ambassador to South Africa, he's an American. He comes to South Africa, and his job is to represent America. You slap a normal man, you just slap a man. You slap the ambassador, you slap the whole country. It's an international outcry when you slap an ambassador. It will be worldwide news. You slap a normal man, it's just, uh, it's just assault. Slap an ambassador, worldwide news. Oh, help me, Jesus. An ambassador is sent to a nation. Everything is paid for him. He doesn't pay for his clothing. He doesn't pay for his car. He doesn't pay for his food. Did you know an ambassador's children, the children's tuition at college is paid for? In other words, the country that sent the ambassador takes care of everything. Why do you think Jesus says, why do you worry about your life? What you will wear, what you will drink, what you will eat. Don't you know that your God shall supply all of your needs? Why do you think when Jesus sent out the 72 by 2, he told them, don't take wallets, don't take purses, don't take extra clothing. It shall be provided for you. Because an ambassador does not take care of himself. The country he represents takes care of everything. I'm speaking to a couple of people with faith. And I declare to you that God shall take care of all of your needs. He'll take care of more than enough because you're an ambassador of the kingdom of God. So in other words, an ambassador has a new mentality. A man of kingdom has a new mentality. It means this, nothing is mine. Everything belongs to the kingdom. This is why people commit suicide when they lose money. It's because the money is theirs. The money ruled them. But when you understand that all the money that God has given you, the cars, the houses, the vacation homes, whatever God has given you, it's not yours. It's His. So when he requires it of you, it's easy to give it back because it's not yours. This is why people struggle when God says, so money. How will I live? What am I going to do? It's because it's yours. You're a thief. <gasps> Think about that. If you take something that's not yours and you keep it, you're a thief. So when God says, give it back, yes, Lord, it's yours in the first place and not mine. That's kingdom. Now, I know what people say, basically, how will I live? What does the Bible say? What does the constitution of the kingdom of God say? The kingdom of God says, give and it shall be given. What does the constitution of God's word says in regards to your physical body? He says, with long life shall I satisfy thee. He says in his own words that every sickness and disease has been paid on Calvary's cross. 
Last night I was, me and my wife spent some time together and we watched something and then boom, it hit me. And I googled. Because it came to my heart. What is the antidote to snake venom? Do you know what's the antidote, the strongest antidote to snake venom? Lamb's blood. Lamb's blood is the strongest antidote to snake's venom. Do you think that's just by coincidence? No, what God is saying to my kingdom people, the antidote to sickness, to disease, to lack, to burdens, is the blood, the sacrificial blood of the Lamb. I've got good news for you. We win. It doesn't matter what the devil does. You win. You win. You win because of the blood. Yet we cheapen the blood. You worry about how you pay your bills. My Bible says, why do you worry about life? You feel a pain. Suddenly, oh, I wonder what this is. Why do you worry about life? It's not yours. If the king calls me home right now, don't pray me back. It's not mine. Woo! I'm talking to you about it as an antidote to the lack in your life. There's an antidote to sin in your life. Come on, there's an antidote to sickness and disease in your life. When the snake comes, the devil comes, and he attacks, the blood of Jesus speaks for you. And that blood operates in the kingdom of God. That's your power. So I want you to write down, I've got a weapon, the weapons of his kingdom. Number one, the blood of the lamb. Write that down. That's one of the weapons. The whole wide world does not have that. Those who belong in the kingdom. We have the blood of Jesus. Do you know what you do? Apply the blood of Jesus over your finances. Apply the blood of the Lamb over your body, over your children. Come on, over your belongings. Don't let, again, please, don't let people speak out of this. You can't apply the blood of Jesus over stuff. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. In Exodus, God says apply the blood on your doorposts. You can apply it on your stuff. Is protection so that when the enemy comes, he says, These men, this is why. How do you think God's going to separate when it comes to the rapture? Oh, the blood, those of the sprinkling of the blood, those are the ones who leave this earth. So, the blood of Jesus, say with me, the blood of Jesus is my weapon. So, do you understand now, first of all? You're an ambassador that represents heaven. Now let me take you just to a story before I'm going to get to the second one that I want to show you. If I take you to England right now and I take you to, I take you to the castle and, and King Charles and his wife, and did you know that there's a way that they even eat? A queen can't just lacquer. No. It doesn't work that way. It's frowned upon. You don't take your fingers. At, you're a queen. Come on. Do you know how they drink the tea? It's for the wind. It's for the wind. Okay, so there's a, there's a way to do things in the kingdom. You walk in there. What's the first thing that you see? Royalty. Money. Wealth. More than enough. They don't know Jesus. Most of them don't. Are you following what I'm saying? Most of them Child, Prince, uh, King Charles is not a born-again child of God. He's got the riches of this world. He's got servants. He's got castles. He's got money. 
But he doesn't have the blood. He doesn't have salvation. But now God is saying, look, look at him. I've got far more for you. And you've got the blood. And you are saved. I'm not talking to you today about loving money. I'm talking to you about using money as a tool for the sake of the kingdom. If you study the word, why did God make a promise of Abraham to bless him? What did he say? I'll bless you so that you become a blessing. So when God blesses you, he doesn't bless you to put it on Facebook and show the world I've got 17 cars and we, are, we all believe in the blessing of the Lord. Don't get me wrong. We all believe in testifying. But the first thing that God is, is willing to do through you is when you have 17 cars to be a blessing. Because you realize it's not mine. It belongs to the king. I'm just an ambassador. So what did I say? So you get to King Charles, everything is royalty. If I look at Christians today, I look at the feet, the precious, always like this. No joy. Always worried. Can I ask you a question? I need somebody to answer me quickly. Last month you worried about how you're going to pay a bill. Did that worry pay your bill? You didn't, right? Okay, let me ask you this question. For how many of you can be honest and say, my worry has paid my bill because I want to come and see you afterwards. I want to, I want to know how you worry. Because we worry. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And worry never paid the bills. I'm going to teach you something. If you have a need, get a seat. If, if you need to pay something and the money in your account is not, not enough to pay it, then it's not something to spend on. It's your seat. You go to the, to the king and say, Lord, your word says you give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So based on my seed, according to your kingdom, there will be more than enough provision. It's written in your word. Why do I worry about life? Don't worry about what, the clothing that you will wear. It will get to your house. You, uh, listen to me right now. In the kingdom, you don't look for the miracle. You don't look for the breakthrough. It looks for you. You don't go out looking for money. It comes looking for you because suddenly you have favor. So God can trust you in his kingdom with his stuff. This is why I'm telling you this. It's a mindset when it comes to money. A huge mindset. And I'll say it. Lord, I'll say it. Woman, you don't have that problem. Most of the women don't have that problem. The problem in every house is the man. Facts. I've just redeemed you, ladies, and you're just quiet here. It's a fact. It's a fact. More women will give than men. Fact. God has constructed them differently. Men... We think about it. If I give that money, where will the castle locker come from? <laughs> South Africa is playing rugby. They must be burbos. Bry. Amen? Smokes. They go for a list, I promise you. And the woman says, Lord, can I, this guy just sow and get us out of our trouble? Okay, most ladies, if, you have not, if you're not one of them, get to my wife quickly. Let her just rub off on you because she's a giver. And I promise you this, some of the most hardest of my times, it was because of my wife getting us through it, through her sewing. Then I didn't know how I'm going to get out of this, and then she sews the money. And then I think to myself, God, the woman that thou have given me. And then suddenly there's breakthrough, and I realize, aha! It's because of a giving. Now, you know one thing that the Lord has taught me, and the Lord has taught me hard on this. You know what God hates? A hypocrite. Don't tell people to do something unless you do it. 
Don't tell people to tithe unless you tithe. Don't tell people to sow unless you sow. Don't tell people to believe unless you believe. Are you, are you still here? But when the, so, the, so the Lord puts this whole kingdom perspective. And basically what the Lord is saying, that first of all, when you come into the kingdom of God, the first thing that must happen is your mindset must be renewed. Come on, Romans chapter 12 teaches you that your mindset must be renewed. So now what does it mean? I no longer think like a slave. Did you know that when you were in the world, you were a slave? You were a slave to sin, a slave to lack, a slave to poverty. You were, you were a slave to sickness. You were a slave, absolute slave. So Christ has redeemed you and got you out of your slave mentality, but it starts in your mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. Now what God does is he puts you on the earth to represent heaven. So I'm not from South Africa. I am born in heaven. I'm sent from above. My mom came to South Africa, also from heaven, and she bore me and uh, gave birth. And, and what the Lord was saying, even before the very foundation of the world, I knew him. I called him as a prophet for the nations. I've anointed him. Hallelujah. Because he loves me, I will take care of him, and I'll protect him, I'll provide for him. Now I'm on the earth. Now I'm in South Africa, and I have to represent heaven on the earth. Imagine me standing here on the Sunday with, with, with a, the, the, the previous night I had a big party, and my head is full of alcohol, and then I tell you how bad it is, and then stay poor and stay sick, and I'm not representing God at all. I'm just, I'm just giving you bad news and sad news, and I'm as dead as the dead duck outside, not representing God in any way, shape, or form. And these people that go there and they listen to Him, and do you know what they do? Like, like preacher, like people. People become what they sit under, and then they're just as dead as the preacher, and they also don't believe in anything. Come on, how many of you, if you're offended by this message, then good, you're in the right place. But stop with this poverty mentality. Stop with, I, I told you this the last time, stop squeezing that last bit of toothpaste out. But they said, you're not in my shoes. Listen to me. Don't talk to me about I was, I'm not in your shoes. Where have you been when we were standing on street corners with boards asking for help? Where have you been when we had to sleep every night in a different area because we didn't have a home? Where have you been when everything was taken away from us? Where have the critics been? When I had nothing to hold on to but the edge of his rope. I know exactly what it is to suck the last bit of toothpaste out. I know exactly what it is to have your coffee without sugar and milk. I know exactly what it is to sleep on the floor. Don't, not having a bed, not having... You know how many times I had to get Kaylee from school? And then they called me, 9 a.m. in the morning, come fetch your child because you haven't paid school fees. And then I get to the school and then Kaylee sits outside, little girl. Then my heart breaks because I can't even afford for her to get to school. Ask my children how we had to walk because we didn't have a car. Ask my kids when they, everybody waved for the car, the bank took our car, there we go. Ask our kids when they have to move from house to house because there's no, ways, no place to live. Or, or live with candlelight because there's no electricity. I understand 100% what I'm talking about this morning. But I can tell you one thing for sure. He is faithful. I'm not serving God for what He can give me. I serve God because I cannot live without Him. Money don't have me. You see, it's easy to 
Attack people that you don't know anything of. Go on to social media and say stuff about preachers, but you've got no idea where they've been through, what they had to go through, the humiliation. Where have you been when I was traveling church to church where they stole my offering and gave me a pie to eat after one week of conference or hand you out a book and say thank you for your service? Where has the critics been? When I cried, my nights was just crying, Lord, take my life rather. Can't provide for my family. Until God opened up the scriptures to my life. And I started realizing I was looking for the blessing in all the wrong places. As long as you look to man, you're going to fail miserably. Man lie, man cheat, man go back on his word. But when you go to God and say, I am in your kingdom. And you are my provider. Things change us. I'll tell you this. I was in, before I had a church Every December, I would travel to go and preach somewhere in Europe. Every December. Now, this December, I'm planning my whole thing. I'm going to go to Europe and I'm going to preach. Because in South Africa, everybody thinks holiday, holiday, holiday because of the summer. So long story short, the Lord said to me, you are not going to Europe. I said, Lord, I need to go to Europe. I need money, Lord. We need to survive. I've got children, Lord. I've got mortgage. I've got, I've got this. I've got that. And the Lord said to me, you're not going to Europe. I am going to teach you faith. If God did not do that to me then, I would have always looked at an opportunity to do something. I would have not understood what it means to enter into His rest and to see His provision. So now I'm sitting, in, I'm sitting home. I canceled. I let them know. God said I'm not coming, so I'm not coming. One morning, Eileen woke me up. Sunday morning, she says, let's go to church. I said, I'm not going to church. If I get to that church, everybody knows me. They're going to have me pray for them. I, I'm the one that needs prayer right now. And you know, happy wife, happy life. So eventually, I said, let's just go to church. We got to the church. I was standing there in praise and worship. This dap on my shoulder. I turned around. A guy said to me, I want to see you after the service. I said, okay. I said, well, you see, I told you. I'm going to pray for everybody. I need prayer. I, I need the prayer. So after the service, a man came. I said, sir, what do I pray for? He says, no, no, no. You don't understand. You always pray for people. God says, I must bless you out of your shoes. God says, it's time that you go on holiday. I'm paying your whole holiday. Listen to me. I was so blessed that December, more than all the Decembers I've preaching to put together. And it, was, it hit me. It hit me. Are you a servant or are you a hireling? If you're a hireling, this is what you do. You try to make opportunity. But when you're a servant, you enter the rest of God. You say, Lord, it's not my bills to pay. I'm only the ambassador. Your word says, why do you worry about life? Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be grabbing hold of what I'm just telling you. So what do I mean? Your, your acting must be different now. You have to wake up every single morning and realize that you are royalty. Stop making yourself cheap. Stop making yourself cheap. You are a daughter of the Most High King. Are you listening to me? Listen to this. Queens must be modest. You don't have to be cheap. All right, let, let, let me go this way. Men, a king, when he needs something, he orders. Stop being cheap. Are you following me? Sometimes when you buy stuff cheap, you buy it again and again and again. Let me tell you how many times I've been to the Lord in His presence. Then I will tell the Lord, Lord, I've served you. 
I've done all I know how to do. I'm going to tell you next miracle that breaks my heart every time I think about this. But long story short, and then I would tell the Lord, Lord, this is the desire of my heart. And I thank you that I can leave it with you. And then God comes through. And he blesses. He gave me exactly what I'm asking for. Let me tell you, when I was on my roll just two minutes ago, when I said, where were the critics? We had nothing. Dylan, his birthday is the next day. And he's asking us, he wants an electric helicopter. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That wireless helicopters. I don't even have money for bread. The next morning, now think about the child goes to the parent and he says, I want this. And they've got all the belief in his heart. Okay, who's, whose parents here? Wait with me. Your baby comes to you. Doesn't matter how old they are. They come to you and say, I want this for Christmas. There, there mustn't be one child that doesn't have anything for Christmas. Not one. Not one. In any case, so he comes and he says, uh, I want the electric helicopter. And he knows it's done. Because I've asked my daddy, I've asked my mom, it's done. Come on, it's like your kids. I don't have money for bread. I go to the Lord, I say, Lord, what do I say tomorrow? I don't want my children to look at my life and say, I'm not serving God because God could not provide and I, I don't want you to feel sorry for me or any other preachers, but I want you to tell you the truth. Most people don't know what preachers is going through. They don't know what their children is going through. So long story short, as I was praying, a man called me and he says, come, come to our house. We are having a bride here. You know, he's a preacher. He says, I want you to come to my house and spend some time. I said, no, I, you know, I, I'm not coming. I don't want to go. And so the Lord con convinced us and we said, okay, we're coming. So we got there, and I'm walking into this guy's house, a beautiful house, and he's talking stuff, and I'm in my mind, I'm thinking about tomorrow. Tomorrow is coming. Say with me, tomorrow is coming. So this guy said to me, come here, I want to show you something. And we walk into a room, and as I walked into the room, from top, or from top to bottom, electric helicopters. Everywhere, in boxes. I said, God. Look at this guy, he's got a whole room full of it. I just need one. I didn't say anything to the man. I went to the king. And he picked up a box. He says, I want to give you this one. And he gave me one. It might be small to you, to me. It's the biggest miracle that I've ever. It is worth more than all the money in the world. Money would have not made me that happy. When they gave me that electric helicopter. That made my life, it, everything changed because now suddenly I can go to my son and say exactly what you've asked for. This is how the father operates. He's got you on his mind. Everything that you need, what you desire, what you want is at his disposal. You can go to the king and say, Lord, my whole life belongs to you. If God can do it for me, he can do it for you. He can do it for you. Say with me, I'm from the kingdom of God. Say it again. One more time. And if I'm from that kingdom, it means I'm an ambassador. According to the scripture, I'm an ambassador. I represent heaven on the earth. And my Bible says, this is what we have to pray. This is how we have to live. His will on the earth as it is in heaven. Exactly. There's no in between. If it's His will in heaven, it's His will on the earth. 
And I don't have to go to God. I don't have to leave the embassy to go to the headquarters to ask permission. I am called from God. I step into my office and I declare king's decree. I'm almost done. How many of you enjoy this, by the way? King's decree. If you don't decree, you're a slave. The Bible says, you shall decree a thing. It shall be established. When you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm not, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. You've just gotten what you've said. You'll eat the fruit of your lips. But when you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, this is going to be the best day of my life. Today I'm going to walk in favor. Hallelujah. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost here. I believe that something has shifted over your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come, I want to challenge you. Stop thinking small. Start thinking big. You're from a kingdom that's got more than enough. You know how rich heaven is? How many of you in this building is challenged right now? Your thinking has been challenged. Lift your hand. Your thinking has been challenged. Okay. For those of you that has been challenged, I've been there in my life. I'm now there more than ever before. I remember the day that God started challenging my mindset, how it was. It was scary. Because man, the natural man, likes his comfort zone, the small box. The natural man likes it. This is why when, when, when you, the Bible says as a man, think of so easy. So let me explain something to you. God tells you to start a business. You say, no, it's not for me. I, I can't do that. I'm happy with my job. You, know, you see, I, I get a salary every single month. So what happens now is the opportunity to become rich has passed you by. Okay, it's quiet now again. It passed you by because you're too afraid to make a move. God has never created man to become slaves of the system. Never. Never. You work for a company for many years, then you retire with nothing. And the owners of the company, the CEOs, the directors, they are well off. And all your hard work, what did it happen? What did, what did it bring you? It brought you sadness most of the times. Because your mentality is, as long as I can just pay my bills. What people, the kingdom of God people need to do is, Lord, give me ideas, business ideas. Help me to create jobs, Lord. Come on, you're going to be quiet now. If you have a business, say, Lord, give me second, third, fourth, fifth business. Lord, give me business ideas. Let me expand my territory, left and right. I'm not going to work just for the man, Lord. I'm going to work for the king of glory. Shout hallelujah. Come on, say it again. Hallelujah. So as a man, think of so easy. So to, to think differently changes a lot of stuff. Because as you think, what you think about, you attract. It's a fact. You attract it. I pray in the name of Jesus today that God's kingdom shall become a reality to you. Hallelujah. How many, of, how many people in this building wants to be good to your, to your children? Come on, fathers, mothers. How many of you, you just want to, you want to spoil your kids this December. You want to spoil them like never before. My father-in-law, I can use him because he's no longer alive. He's of Jesus right now. And I'm telling you, he's kicking his own behind. Because on the earth, he was a cheapskate. Cheap. He would always tell me, stop spoiling your kids. Then I will tell him, I will never stop spoiling my children. I'm not spoiling my children because I just want to spoil my children. I've got the nature of the Heavenly Father in me. He wants to spoil me. So now I'm spoiling my children, meaning that is Now, let me... Yes, Holy Ghost, I have to say what he says. I'm not spoiling 
and then they're naughty and disrespectful and keep on spoiling. That's not what I say. I say that the Bible says if you walk in righteousness, wealth and riches are being out. So in other words, if your children is walking in righteousness, spoil them because God has put it in your heart. And my children is going to shout amen now. I can hear that. Amen. But are you, are you following what I'm saying? It's in me because it's in Him. So you lifted your hands and you said, I want to spoil my children this December. Do you know that's how the Father thinks about you? That's how the King of the Kingdom feels about His ambassadors? Now listen to me, every ambassador, if you're an ambassador of God, again, what's an ambassador's job? You represent your country in a foreign country. This is foreign. This world is not our home. The Bible says we're passing through. So if you're an ambassador of God, lift your hand. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm an ambassador of God. Then catch what I'm telling you. An ambassador does not pay for anything. The country that sends him, that he represents, pay for it all. Now your prayer life must not be, oh Lord, if you can just help me. Your prayer life must be, Father, I thank you that you have provided, that it is done according to your word. And then when you show up, you show up like royalty. If you need to do business, you walk in to that building like you own the place. Because you literally own the place. Don't allow people to look down at you and make you think like you're no good, like you're a nobody. You are royalty. When I walk into a place, the embassy of heaven is with me. I'm the embassy of God. I'm the ambassador. Wherever I go, the atmosphere of heaven comes are you following me right now? Hallelujah. So what happens now is, don't say I'm in the same room as my enemies. You have to say my enemies is in the same room as me. Hallelujah. They must feel uncomfortable, not you. You are carrying the substance of God Almighty. Train yourself to speak different, to say stuff different, because you're now from a kingdom of God. Are you happy? How many of you are happy that you are here? Let me stop here. I'll, I'll continue next week. Can we stand to our feet? I give you glory, Lord. Woo, lift your hands quickly to heaven. Every eye to be closed. I just sense such a search of His power right now in this place. Lord, I give you the praise and the adoration. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb. Come on, can you start to pray with me? Pray in the Spirit. Pray in your own language. First of all, forget the people around you. And pray like, you've, pray like your life depends on it. And truly your life does depend on it. Your life does depend on your prayer. Come on, don't be shy. Lift it up in one accord. Like the book of Acts. They prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And the place was shaken by the power of God. Your word says on the earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Let strongholds be broken. Let limitations lift. In the name of Jesus. Your people, Lord, is unstoppable, uncursable. Come on, I want to hear you pray. I, I, don't hear, I still don't hear you pray. You want God to touch you today, set you on fire, release His glory in your life. You, get, you better get praying right now.
Don't pray with offense. Pray past offense. Lord, it's time when we subdue kingdoms. There's no higher power than you. You are above all thrones, all dominions, all principalities, and all powers. You are faithful, Lord. King of the ages. Romo sobromo shaka brava sutorobondi. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. You've kept us for six years. You've uphold this place by your mighty hand. Thank you for six years of your glory in this place. Six years of your presence in this house. I pray for the faithful this morning, Lord. Your word says abundant financial breakthrough for the givers. For those that have been faithful in this house, Lord. Bless them. Can we just get rid of this pulpit quickly? I want to ask you again for a minute. Just pray as loud as you can. Come on, I want to hear you. Let's, let's stir up the atmosphere right now. Come on. Come on, those to my left, I want to hear you pray. Come on, like the way you shout when you watch sports, I want to hear you pray that same way. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Ramando Ramande. Namaso. Come on, ambassadors of the kingdom of God, lift those voices and cry out to your king. Worship him. Robo shanda khni primela masuko robo shakabra ramasuku robo simi endi khni prama with the clay breakthrough lord victory for your people victory for your church every shackle broken by the power of god montorobo sike bramasuto robo she Worthy, worthy, worthy. I am royalty. I am from the monarchy of heaven. My father is the king of kings. Koramando robo sabramashekheramanda. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Love those voices. Something is happening here. Ramasitela Ramasurubo. Let your fire fall on us. Come on, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. 30 seconds more. Come on. Oh, Rasuko Provo, Shikabra, Manda, Lamande.
Come on, I'm telling you, chains is about to be broken. The anointing is about to crush the yoke. Holy Spirit, let your fire move in this place. Come on, quickly, those in the first line. You want the fire of God to fall on you. You want God to touch your mindset. From this natural life to a kingdom mentality, run to the front. Come on, those in the first line. Come on, those in the first row, come, 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 come. I need the fire of God to touch my mindset. I need the fire of God to challenge me. Let the anointing fall on me. Come on, everybody, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Ashes, just, just, just keep space for me to walk. Just keep space for me to move, please. Come on, lift those hands to heaven all across this place. You're not going home like you have come in Jesus' name. I'm speaking to people that is serious about the things of God. Serious about the kingdom of heaven. Change old mindsets this morning, Lord. Let shackles be destroyed. God, we're going to do this together as a church. Those in your seats, I want you to stretch your hands towards those in the front. Every time you see somebody in the front, you stretch your hands towards them and you cry out to heaven for them. You cry out to heaven for their miracle. Because your time will come that they will pray for you. This is what the Lord says. Let's pray in unity for them right now. Come on. Those of you in the front, lift your hands and call on, on heaven right now. Your fire! Romo Robo Mandi. Come on, lift it up, Sissel. Come on, those of you lift those voices. Pray, 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 pray. I see the fire of the Lord coming in this place. Lord, as your people agree. As I touch them, Lord, let your power search through their lives. Let the kingdom of God be enforced in the name of Jesus. Let them know that the kingdom of God is within them. Come on, let's, let's go. Fire of the Holy Ghost. That's the glory. The glory. The glory. The glory. Fire on them, Lord. Touch him. Fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fresh fire, Jesus. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire, Lord. Woo, kingdom power. Kingdom power. Come on, church, keep praying, keep praying. Mindsets to be renewed by the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord of glory. Fire of the half heaven in this place. Come on, keep praying. I'm asking you, keep praying, church. Keep praying, keep praying. Second row. Quickly, quickly, quickly. The fire of the Lord is here. Mentality shall be challenged. Woo. Breakthrough shall happen. Now again, church, stretch your hands towards these people and pray earnestly. Pray earnestly for them. 
Ooh, there's a fire here in the front. The fire of God, the fire of God is here. That's your life. Touch him, Jesus. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Fire. Fresh fire. Take it. Woo, glory. Fire of the Holy Ghost in this place. Lord, I declare supernatural death cancellation for all of them, Lord. Whew. That's the power. Ah, fire. Holy Ghost fire. Did I pray for her? Woo. Come on, church. Keep praying. Keep praying. When God's fire touches you, it's not just for show. He changes stuff in your heart. There's yokes being destroyed. When the power of God hits your life. Those on the floor, don't rush. Don't rush. Let God do His work. Come on, church. Stretch your hands towards them. Pray earnestly for these people. Everything that you need is at His disposal. Come if there's more from the, is it the third row? There's more people from the third row. Find the gap. The final day, Lord, of sickness and pain in this body. Final day. I curse it in the name of Jesus. Come on. Receive. Receive from heaven. Receive from heaven. Touch him, Lord. If I prayed for you, stand to your feet, please. Stretch out your hands towards the people in the front. Pray for them like they've prayed for you. Touch her, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice, the saints of God, and pray. Fresh fire, Lord Jesus. Fresh fire on them. Fresh fire. Touch him, Lord. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. Every burden for your children is removed right now by His power. Hallelujah. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Come this side, ashes. Thank you, Jesus. That's the power of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Touch her. Touch their lives. Touch both of them, Lord, with your power. Again, one more time, Lord. Let them know your power. Remember, God will not force or enforce, enforce His power. Receive it. Touch. Touch. Let your kingdom come, your will be done on their lives. As I touch people, hear me right now. There's yokes destroyed. There's yokes destroyed. There's prayers that has been answered. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's power. Holy Spirit power. 
Thank you, Jesus. Touch, touch your life. That's the power of God. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Touch them in Jesus' name. It's written in that day, the anointing shall destroy the yoke. Touch this, touch this yoke and destroy it. These are kingdom ambassadors, Lord. Kingdom ambassadors. Kings and queens in the kingdom of God. From this morning, Lord, your power sets them free. Royalty in the name of Jesus. Lord, give them creative ideas, business ideas in the name of Jesus. Give them supernatural favor. And let them act on it, Lord. Let them know that they have the blood of the Lamb. They have faith. Come on, if you want me to pray, find the gap quickly. Find the gap quickly. Come on, feel the anointing before it lifts. Let that power of God touch your life. Lord, let businesses explode of your favor, explode of, of your goodness, explode of your mercy. Let job opportunities explode them, Lord. Bring exploits in their lives. Every sickness in this building, hear the word of God. I command you to let God's people go. We apply the blood of Jesus, the antidote to the serpent's venom. I, I curse sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I speak forth your healing power. This morning you choose to live. I will live and I will not die. I will see the goodness of God. Come on, there's, a, there's another wave. There's another wave. There's another wave. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fresh fire. Fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire. Fresh fire of your spirit, Lord. Come on, come on. I feel it. I feel it. The next wave of the glory. Woo. Not by might. Not by power. But by your spirit, oh God. Come on this side. But by your spirit, oh God. Touch them. Touch them, Lord. Fire of the Holy Ghost. In this hour, Lord, do exploits through this family. In the name of Jesus. Woo. Why do you worry about life? What you will wear, what you will drink. Supply every need, Lord. Supply every need, Lord. In the name of Jesus fire of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, you in the front, lift those hands to heaven. Receive from Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come to the waters. Ooh, that's it. There is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. On the other side, 
Cecil. And come to the waters. There is a vast supply. Oh, there is a river that never shall run dry. Oh, there is a river and it flows from deep within. There is a fountain that frees the soul from sin. All you have to do is come to the waters. There is a vast supply. Oh, there is a river that never shall run dry. Oh, there is a river and it flows from God above. There is a fountain that frees the soul from sin. All you have to do is simply come to the mighty water. There is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry.